Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. As always, thank you for joining me every week, whenever or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm grateful for your support, and I appreciate you so much. As a reminder, if you have not officially joined the Immigrant Nation, I suggest for you to please click the subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can also become a part of our community by visiting and following our social media accounts. Our username is at an immigrant's life, where you can see pictures, audio reels, and all the good stuff I post there. It is also there where you can contact me if you or someone you know is interested in appearing as a guest on a podcast, or you can send an email to at animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. Let's connect and let's tell your beautiful story. The business is done. Now, let's talk about this week's episode. This week's episode puts a spotlight on a former international student that managed to overcome and achieve a flourishing professional career in Canada despite facing challenges during her immigration journey. Her resilience and determination are truly commendable, making her story worth celebrating. She's an amazing individual that is definitely an inspiration to all future and even current international students and immigrants. So, I hope you enjoy this episode, and let's get to the point. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a digital marketing specialist that uniquely shares her journey as an immigrant in Canada while creating a charming life she loves. Everyone, please welcome Saloni Jane. Thank you so much, Erin, for the warm welcome. Of course. Thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be here. I've seen a lot of my creative friends being here and having a blast. So I'm hoping to have a blast too. Oh, well, I'm going to try. I'm sure you're going to have a blast. I'm going to try for you to enjoy it. I, I just love our conversation. And yeah, I mean, I've seen your account before. And I said, I'm going to invite her someday. And I don't know why. I get into this loop of like, sometimes I forget, something like, oh, why would they not invite her, you know? And then I forget. But I'm re- again, I really appreciate that you accepted it. Yeah, it, I know. It, it can be, you know, overwhelming sometimes. And then you, I mean, I know podcasts, you know, takes a lot of effort. Not that I've done it before, but, you know, just seeing the process. And I am a fan of podcasts. So, yeah, I'm sure it must, it must you know, take a lot of efforts, but I really appreciate you inviting me. Thank you. Before we get into the nitty gritty, why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything? Yeah, I mean, I al- I always, you know, try to help immigrants because I have been an immigrant. I am actually an immigrant in this country and I know sometimes, you know, things get a little difficult you feel directionless, you don't know what to do. I try to, you know, reply to as many DMs as I can, sometimes reply to emails. But yeah, I think the best way to reach out to me is on my email ID, which is on my Instagram profile. And I'll try to reply to as many people as I can. 
Yeah. What's your Instagram account if you want to say? Yeah, it's S A L O N I. So triple I underscore J A double I N. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you have like what? Like 45, 48,000 followers? Yeah, yeah, around around that you could say. How much DM do you get? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Honestly, I've lost track of it and I actually really feel bad, you know, when I cannot reply to people, but it is a little impossible to reply to so many people because I don't have a team, it's just me. So yeah, I've honestly lost a track of it. it. That's why it makes me more appreciative that you replied to my message. I'm like, this woman's probably got easily a thousand messages a day. Mm, yeah, and sometimes, you know, you want to answer questions because sometimes these people have like really genuine and, you know, important questions. Hmm. But I'm like, if even if I try and, you know, by the time I get to bed, I'm not able to answer these questions. But, of course, you know, you, you just get to whatever you can get. You know, you're just, like you said, you don't have a team. You do your best and that's it, you know? Yeah, well, I yeah. try to. Exactly. By the way, how was your visit to the old city, Quebec City? Oh, Quebec City is amazing. So, this was my second time to Quebec City and I cannot get enough of it. Like, every time I go and I'm like, Okay, next time, you know, I'm going to go to some different city to explore. And then, well, I end up again being at Quebec <laughs> City. <laughs> yeah, it's very charming. It's, it's, I love Quebec City. I've been there, I believe, four times. I, the last time was last year we went. And like you said, every time you're like, I've seen everything, right? And then you're like, oh, I have not seen everything. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It's it's just beautiful. Yeah, it is it is gorgeous there. But you know, I, I also like that they speak English more than French, which is so weird. Um well I had a very different experience actually. Mm, tell me. So I could see that people are understanding my English and also they knew English, but they were not ready to, you know, reply to me in English. They were very, you know, like I could see they were very proud of their French culture, their French language, and mm. they did not want to speak English to me. Mm. I don't know what was the case, but I think, you know, they're trying to promote more of their language and their culture, which is not wrong in a way, right? Oh, of course, of course, you know, like... But what was I trying to say was because I'm from Montreal, right? And mm. here, like, let's say if you go to a fast food chain, they would say bonjour, hi. Or sometimes they only, they only say bonjour, yeah. uh, right? That's a greeting. And they will speak French first. In Quebec City, you go and they speak English first, which is, I find, weird. Oh, I, uh, I heard a lot of bonjours and salut and... Uh, and mer mercy, so mercy. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that. Oh. In Trust me, I live in Montreal. I barely speak French. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. So yeah, because I have uh learned French in my school for five years. Mm. So from fifth grade to tenth grade, I had French in my school. So I was able to you know figure out what they were saying, but I couldn't reply because you know I was scared to yeah. ruin the language or the accent. So I was like just speaking in English, but you know the bourgeois and the sava made them really happy. <laughs> yes, it's always like that, you know. Like you could go 
I could probably go to India and you know try to do to say the language. I'm sure people will appreciate. That what matters is you show that you try. Exactly. I think the efforts matter. Exactly. Speaking of India, which part of India were you from? I am from Mumbai, the city that never sleeps. <laughs> How was your life in India? Oh my god. It was not at all like it is in Canada because mm. I was like this spoiled child in India. <laughs> I did not even know how to boil potatoes or like even make rice i think till i was in 12th grade i did not know how to cook mm. i had no responsibilities because i was like the loved daughter of my family and you know yeah everyone was always there for me even like there was a lot of house help so i would say it was not at all like it is in canada mm. were you the oldest child or the youngest uh the oldest but Yeah, I was the most pampered child I could say. <laughs> You're the first one. I I love that. But how old were you when you moved to Canada? I was 20 years old. 20 years old. Okay. Were you working in uh, India then or were you still in, at school? Yeah, so I was working but not like I wouldn't say like very solid jobs, just like some jobs here and there. But like So imagine I have worked and then I come to my home and I'll call my mom and I'll be like please you know just switch on the air conditioner keep the food ready and then everybody would be oh my god our child has worked so hard what do you need what sh- what can we do what a spoiled rotten child and uh, yeah i mean you can imagine how hard it might have been or like difficult it might have been for me initially mm. here Oh yeah, I cannot imagine. I love that one of your posts uh you were there was a story you were looking at your routine while you're working as a sales rep. Can you tell the story? Oh yes. So what actually happened when I came here? I was I was in a state of mind, you know, where I was like, "Oh, this is a new country. I'm going to explore stuff. I want to see how, you know, everything goes here." and then uh, one month into the country and i saw all my friends and everybody was having a job i'm like what all of you already started with a job and i was like panicking because everybody around you is working hmm. and you're still using your gic to you know pay your bills so i was like today i'm going to go and get a job so i went to my um, college to get my resume printed because they you know give you free prints so i got my resume printed and i i went like store store to store and i you know asked if there the, the manager was working and i handed over my resumes and like this i um i landed a job at winners i'm sure you must be aware of yes. that store yeah so and on the first day they were like training me to become a cashier and on the second day my manager was sick so i had to you know handle the cash all on my own <laughs> and i was like what is this looney tooney i i i was like giving extra money to people taking extra <laughs> money from people <laughs> they didn't fire you they were like okay i think you need a little bit of more training and one manager pulled me aside and she was you know she drew all the coins for me on the paper but by that time i was you know i was panicking and i was like maybe this is not the job for me i cannot do this but i was like that's okay things happen and you know tomorrow we're going to start fresh and do try to do everything properly 
and then I got a call in the evening from one of my friends that okay I have a job they they need people right now it's gonna pay you $20 per hour and I'm like what because I know all the students you know mostly make minimum wage that was the notion that time so I was like okay I'm gonna do it but she was like wait first hear me out see what you gotta do and then you know make make up your mind and she told me that you have to be outdoors even in the winter oh my god okay and then she was like it's a shift of straight 12 hours and even if you want to you know go for a washroom break you need to call your supervisor Mm -hmm. they will come in about half an hour and then they will relieve you for the washroom break (laughs) because uh no half an hour it's happening now (laughs) it's either in my pants or somewhere else you choose exactly and in minus 30 you cannot wait for so long that's but so and fun. then she was like okay and i'm she was like you have to be on the uh, train platform okay. and because the trains in the um, in ottawa are new the mm. trains have just started running here okay. and they just want to maintain the safety so whenever mm. you think it's safe safe for the train to leave the platform indicate uh, indicate that to the um, driver by whistling so they'll give you a whistle and you just need to whistle twice Mm. indicate that you know it's safe to go and you can take the train to the next station Mm -hmm. but you know how immigrant mind works and i was like whatever it is i am going to take up this job it's 20 (laughs) dollars for her that's so funny yeah i I love that you said like like you know when i see immigrants are saying like oh you know it's hard to find a job like no you're just being picky you know like, okay, I understand if you're like, if you're from India or whatever country you're from and you're, let's say, I don't know, a manager of an office, of course, you have that ego, right? You you want to get that same position, but as you know, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, so I feel like, first of all, I think my main goal or aim was just to get my foot in the door. Like, mm. that's... Like, I just want to enter the market and then I know I have potential. I am going to crack it. I'm going to do something nice. But firstly, I just need to get my foot in the door. That's Mm, it. 100%. So you move in Canada when you're 20 from Mumbai, which is a big, busy city. Like you said, it never sleeps too. (laughs) I love Ottawa, but... It's one of the most boring city in the world. (laughs) Well, I will not disagree. Mm. But I'll tell you a surprising thing. Mm. In my first year when I landed in Ottawa, so my college was in Ottawa and I landed here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are there people here or just me in the city alone? Because I don't see anybody. As far as my vision goes, I cannot (laughs) see people. What the hell is going on? I was like calling up everybody. Can you please meet this way? You know, I'm going to feel depressed in the beginning itself. Mm -hmm. But... You won't believe this. Right now, if you ask me to move to any other city, I cannot. I mean, I will if, you know, need be, but I cannot. Because I feel like Ottawa is a perfect balance of a city and a town. Yes. When I say this to my friends, my friends are like, okay, we disown you right away. Because you are from Mumbai. You shouldn't be loving Ottawa at all. You should be in Toronto or, you know, some happening city. Mm, Yeah. But no, I 100% agree with you. Ottawa has that, like... Yeah, hustle and then chill as well, you know? I, I, I loved it. I, I was in Ottawa with my family last year as well. 
and I was in love. I was I was even thinking of moving. Interesting, but it's boring for sure. I cannot disagree to that. <laughs> it you was just... funny. Sorry for cutting you off, but so we stayed in a hotel close to the parliament, right? Mm-hmm. In the like the main street of the like the bars and whatever. I forgot the name of the street. It's like one street over the in front of the parliament. Elgin Street. I don't know, dude. Whatever okay. the street is, okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, we're, we went to a we went to a restaurant to meet up with a friend, and then w- my family and I were coming home, and we're walking on that busy street. We come home, and it was closed. It was like, <laughs> I think it was, it was like 10 p.m. Let's say, and it was empty. And my kids, because they're from Montreal, you know, they're spoiled. Montreal, it only opens at 10 p.m. You know, it's open all the time, but 10 p.m. is like when the party starts. And right. Like dad. Why are there no people here? I was like, yeah, we're in Ottawa. <laughs> They're like, why? I said, well, because, you know, Ottawa's that. <laughs> I couldn't explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would totally agree to that. And initially, this bothered me a lot. Mm. But now I'm so used to it. I go to Toronto, um, so my office to in person sometimes, and mm. I... I stay there for two days and I'm like, okay, I need to go back. I feel so exhausted. I've done nothing, but I think I just feel like very tired because of the vehicles I see, so many people that I see. I'm like, I need to go back to Ottawa right now for my sanity. Yeah, I hundred percent. I love going I'm I love going to the city, but I love my quiet space, you know. It, you you mentioned that you have friends in Ottawa when you move. Um, were they the main reason why you moved, you chose Ottawa over other cities when you moved to the to Canada? Mm, sorry if I, you know, uh, said that I had friends when I moved here because mm. I knew nobody in this oh. le- leave city in this country. I mm. knew nobody who could, you know, help me out. Wow. And on the day when I was about to leave, my my dad told me that okay i found this friend of mine whose daughter is in calgary so maybe do you want to speak to her and i'm it's like not even close. <laughs> i'm like if she's going to be able to help me find an accommodation for sure mm. and then luckily she had a friend in ottawa mm-hmm. yeah and then she called her friend and she's like i have this uh I have this family friend of mine mm-hmm. who is going to be in Ottawa. Can you help her out? And luckily, you wouldn't believe, fortunately, this guy was like, okay, if she has nobody, I can, you know, go and meet her on the day she lands and, you know, no. just see if she needs any help. And I was like, you are a savior. Wow. Shout out. <laughs> That's amazing. So did you settle with them or did he just help you find an apartment? Oh, so this guy was living in an all guys home. So like all yeah, males. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and I'm I am from an Indian family and my parents would never ever <laughs> want me to. <laughs> so and I'll tell you one more interesting story. So I found this uh woman one month before I was going to land in Canada on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. And then I spoke to her and she was a nice lady, I could tell. She was ready to, you know, give me a room in her place. And she said that, you know, once you come here, I was like, I'm not going to pay the rent before I come there and see the place myself. Mm-hmm. 
So she was like, okay, so the day you land, the day you land, come to my place, see it, and then you know, pay me the first and the last month rent, and then if you want, you know, you can stay with us. And I was like, perfect, because I'm not able to find an accommodation. I would love to not stay on the streets and stay with you. So then I went to her place, and she was like, hi, we already gave the room to somebody else who gave me the advance payment yesterday. Bro, what the. Yeah, so on the day I land in this country, I just realized that I don't have any place to stay. Oh my god. So what did you do? So this guy came and uh, so the guy that I mentioned before, you know, who 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 was a friend of my family friend. Mm-hmm. He came uh, and then he took me to a McDonald's and he's like, okay, don't panic. We'll do something. He's like, I'll call my friend and see, you know, if she has any place. And imagine who that friend turned out to be. No. The same lady who gave the place to somebody else. <laughs> no way! <laughs> That's amazing! Oh, that wasn't amazing for me. Well, I know, but like, I mean, auto is a small city, but that is insane. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Wait, by the way, before you continue the story, what month was that? Oh, uh, so it wasn't winter for sure. It was September. Okay, you, thank God, eh? Exactly. Now that I realized, I was like, thank God it wasn't winter. So, so you found out that it was the same lady. What was the next step? Oh, so Algonquin College is really, really, I would say a very cool college hmm. because they gave all the international students three days in a hotel for staying and figuring it out figuring out everything. So they paid mm. for our accommodation for three days mm. in this really nice hotel. And, you know, they assigned us a guy who would take us uh, to get a new SIM card, to mm. open up our checking accounts and, you know, to get our GIC started and stuff like that. Mm. And I was like, okay, can you help me with accommodations? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I can help you with an accommodation. It's just uh, $1,000 to 1200 for a room. Okay. And I was like, what? In Ottawa, $1,000 for a room. And four years back, right? So I sh- I, I was sure that, you know, this is fishy. This is sketchy. Mm. It, he is, you know, not charging the right thing from me. So mm. I was like, okay, no, I'm not renting out from you. Mm-hmm. And then again, I was like, okay, back to square one. I didn't know what to do. So there was this... um, There was this female staying with me in the same hotel. Because wait, wait. Uh, sorry for cutting off, but that night that you landed, you didn't have a place to stay at. Oh, as I said, our college gave us three days of free accommodation oh, the day so I landed. Did you right? know this, that they're going to give that to you? Yeah, 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 I did assign okay. myself for those services. Okay, sorry. Okay, go go ahead uh, yeah, with but, the female. Yeah, but you just know that you have a place for three days, right? If you mm. have that in your mind that from the fourth day I'm going to be homeless on the streets, you will panic. So then... This uh, female, uh, we both, uh, so I was, she didn't have a place. I didn't have a place. So we both, you know, decided to start looking for a place together. Mm. And then uh, there was this uh, uh, woman, you know, who said that, okay, we have a shared, uh, we have a room in our place, but you guys will have to share it. And I was like, okay. I'm from India. I got it. Don't worry. (laughs) So we went to her place and then 
don't judge me or you know i went to this place and it was so fucking dirty <laughs> no offense to that lady she was working you know 24 by 7 she wanted to make a lot of money i understand that because mm. you know she was not she was from humble she was from a very humble background mm-hmm. but i couldn't stay in that place for sure mm. so i you took called my- rat and brat <laughs> So it wasn't like that but it has to be like a little clean for me to be able to stay. So three bags of 23 kgs each I took them on the road and I was like I'm not staying here. I'm okay to be on the streets but I am not living here. And till then I did not know how to book an Uber. So even when we went to that place which was dirty my friend booked an Uber for us and we went there. So that lady was like I am okay if I I'm I might stay here I'm like okay you can go ahead if you want to mm. and then I call this guy again uh who was a friend of the family friend yeah and I he, and I was like okay I am panicking now what to do so he's like I am at work don't worry I'll be free by 6 till then you can go to Algonquin college stay there I mean they won't stop you you can keep your bags there stay there sit there you know eat something if you're hungry and don't worry i'll be there by 6 mm-hmm. and i was like okay but i don't know how to book an uber <laughs> he's like give me your address i can try and help you but you know till then i just got a call from this same female you know who said that okay i might stay here i don't mind yeah yeah she's like i have a friend who is looking for a roommate so i was like okay okay pass me the number And then I was on the street I spoke to her and she's like okay I'm sending you the address come here You're so, taking buses then right Yeah because Holy I Holy garbage <laughs> So I was like okay maybe I'll try and get a bus so she was like okay don't worry about it I can you know book a lift for you and then mm. you can pay me later So I'm like wow. that would be very nice of you I really appreciate it So uh, she she you know booked a lift for me I put my stuff in the lift went to that place and then they were like oh the room is available from next month so you can stay in our living room for a month so <laughs> what but, but by then i was like okay maybe this is it i cannot you know again and again trouble that friend that new friend of mine mm-hmm. like i'll just take up the living room whatever it is for one month one month now living room i took up that living room and guess what hmm. we found out that that house had bed bugs oh my god what is going on with you young lady exactly i was like maybe this is not the country for me <laughs> and i called my mom and she was like oh don't be a loser come on we are from india you can figure it out i love mom mom's <laughs> the goat My mom is savage I can tell you she was like oh don't be a cry baby don't cry and call figure it out you can oh, do wow. it wow <laughs> and i was like okay if she's saying that i'm a strong lady i might be strong i maybe i'm a strong lady and do you want to continue the story because this is a story of roller coaster and this of is of course i love it <laughs> so in one month my housemates my roommates are telling me Oh so the lease of the house is not renewed and we have to leave this house. What the hell is going on? Before you getting into a bedroom like from living room to the bedroom of yours 
we have to vacate this place. And I'm like, okay, where do we go from here? They are like, oh, we've decided to, we've de- all of us have decided to go our own way and mm. you will have to decide what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know how to get a house here. Like, wow. And imagine what I had, I was not able to find a room like with an existing lease. So mm. I had to take up a lease in the second month of my in the second month of I being in Canada. By yourself? By myself. Holy crap. So because I wasn't, I was, because it was just two months, one month in Canada, hmm. I wasn't approved for a lease. Of course, yeah. You don't have a credit account. Yes. So I, um, so in my previous house, there was this uh, female who was also looking for a place. And she was in Canada for three or four years, had a good paying job. And I was like, do you want to come and share this house with me? Mm. So she was like, probably because I'm not getting a house. And so, but she was like, I cannot take the lease. I can help you. I can be a tenant of that place and show the income needed for us to get the lease. But you'll be, you'll have to be the primary lease owner. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I have an option. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, but then the happy thing started. This place was really nice. Everything mm. worked out. This female whom I am referred to, you know, uh, agreed to move into that place with me is like a really, really good friend. Or I would, I would say like a guiding light for me till date we are in touch everything worked out and i have been in the same place for three or eight months now wow that's amazing did you had time to get homesick or you were so busy trying to survive oh there was no time and there was no like there was no i would say there was no probability for me to become homesick because i was dealing with so much and then in that within one month that customer service representative job started on the uh, train platform, like mm. in the outdoors. And it was winter. So every day I was just layering up. I I have no time to be homesick. I couldn't afford to be home, homesick. I cannot afford to be homesick. I need to survive. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm not allowed to go back to India because my mom's going to kill me. Yeah, my mom is like, we've already put in a lot of our savings for your education. And then, okay, so this is one very different and interesting story. Mm. I didn't know that I had to do two years of study to be able to get three years of work permit. My agent told me that you study for one year and you'll be fine. And dumb of me, I did not research enough and trusted him and thought that, okay, my parents are going to pay fees, pay my fees for one year. Everything is going to be okay. Then I'll become, I'll be on my way to become a permanent resident, then citizen, and I'll be fine. And here I go. Everybody's asking me, what have you done about your second program? Have you, you know, started saving up? How are you, how are you going to pay your fees? Are your, you know, parents going to send the money? I'm like, what? What is second program? <laughs> <laughs> you but deserve how- it. You spoiled brat. Yeah, so once I, you know, started, once I came to know that, okay, I I am on my own here, my parents, I don't want to, you know, burden, 
I don't want to burden my parents with you know paying the second year fee mm. because they hadn't taken any education loan for me to come here. They had put in all their savings. Wow! Shout out to mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, so that's amazing. Um, you mentioned it earlier that you you didn't know what was the next step because of the you just trusted this person. Your uh, what was the word that you used? Yeah, the immigration agent. Yeah. As you know, there's been a recent international student situation. What do you think about that? What what do you think some of them really got scammed or some of them were just really trying to stay illegally? Oh, 100%. I mean, that day I learned this lesson and I have been telling this to my followers as well. Hmm. The immigration agent is always going to put his best interests interests forward, right? Hundred percent. He wants to make maximum commission. He so this is like you always have to do your own research. I would always say I did that mistake once, and trust me, I have never trusted anybody else other than me for my. So even for this permanent residency, I did not have. I did not consult any immigration agent. I did the entire process on my own. Mm, yeah, I was like, I don't want to trust anybody because I have been scammed once. I want to trust only myself. And I, you know, always did my own research through YouTube and, you know, consulted friends who have got their permanent residency. So mm. one of my friends paid like $2,000 to get his PR. We mm. both applied at the same time. So, and then, you know, I asked him, how was your experience like? He's like, he sent, he just sent me all the forms. I have to fill the forms and give it to him. He did nothing different. So I feel like I have wasted my $2,000. And I was like, thank God I did the process on my own. I did my own research. Mm -hmm. So this is for everybody listening. Please do your own research whenever you're doing anything related to immigration. 100%, 100%. Um, do you remember the moment when you realized like, oh, this is where I belong in Canada? Oh, mm, so there have been several moments, I would say, but there was this one time, you know, when I was going to this park and, you know, uh, I was just like roaming in the park all by myself. And I had uh, worn this like uh, a cute dress and then I sat somewhere and then when I got up from there, my dress was torn a little bit. And I was like, okay, this is a little wardrobe malfunction and I don't know what to do next. But then this uh, couple saw, saw me and, you know, they, they figured out that I was trying to, you know, uh, figure out what, what to do now. Mm-hmm. So they actually came to me and and the um, the female was like, okay, my husband can cover you up and then we can, you know, try and figure out your dress. I'll just try and, you know, uh, try and um, he had some, she had some safety pins. So mm. she was like, okay, I'm, maybe we can, we can figure this out. And I was like, what? You guys don't even know me. This is like an entire... Uh, different country and you guys like we've never met right mm-hmm. and these guys are just trying to help me out and I did not ask for help they just saw me they came to my rescue and I was like 
this country is not bad like people here are helpful and and trust me i've also met people who are not that helpful but this country has welcomed me i can just say that with you know open arms mm. how do you think that immigration has changed so when i was uh, coming in so when i decided to come here in 2019 mm. i feel the process was a little easier and then not that competitive mm-hmm. but right now people are not getting jobs people are not getting their study permits like a lot of rejections mm-hmm. i don't know but it has become like for sure a little more difficult than it was in back in 2019 i would say mm. you said that you started loving cooking since you moved like cooking for yourself cooking at home yeah yeah how did you figure that out is it because you know out of um, out of uh, boredom or because hey it's expensive to eat outside okay so first things first there was no time to get bored because i was always running here and there but mm-hmm. you know what i did initially i actually um, get so i'm a big fan of cottage cheese it's called paneer in india mm. i love cottage cheese so i used to get ready made uh, ready made rotis rotis are like these flat breads that you eat with uh, with cottage curries so these are like paneer curries that we make so i used to get these ready made packets put them put them in you know the microwave and it's ready to eat for the first month i was just doing that like every day fucking same meal <laughs> and one of my friends came to my place and she was like um can we can we you know cook something do you have any ingredients at your place and i was like what ingredients i just eat straight out of the microwave right <laughs> so so she was like you don't cook and then she cooked a meal for me and i got so emotional i was like this i'm having such a meal exactly after one month wow yeah and then she was like babe you got to cook you're not going to survive like this for sure so the next day you know i was like can you come for grocery shopping with me because i mm. don't know you know what ingredients i need to buy Mm-hmm. And she was like of course and she came with me we got some ingredients but she was like okay now i have to go for my shift so you have to figure out what you want to cook out of this this ingredient these ingredients that we brought right mm-hmm. so i was like i called my mom and she was giving me some vague instructions i'm like mom this is not working out i cannot <laughs> understand what you're saying because she has been cooking for like 25 years now right mm-hmm. so she she was instructing me like i was a pro <laughs> so i was like okay this is not working yes funny yeah i i i was like okay let's try youtube because i've seen a lot of people you know taking mm-hmm, the help mm-hmm. of youtube and since that day there is no turning back till date i use youtube to cook but of course yeah and i am a very picky eater i will not eat anything that like okay i ate from the microwave but other than that i'm a very picky eater mm-hmm. like even you give me anything to eat i won't eat until you know it's of my own preference mm okay so having said that having you learning how to cook teaching yourself how to cook 
that you didn't expect that you you will enjoy having to move and allowing yourself to look back do you think the saloni in india is the real saloni or did canada allow you to free up the real saloni oh the real saloni is definitely back in india that was the real saloni mm. because even if you till date send me to india i wouldn't like to do anything on my own but four years here I have you know learned to do my own laundry cooking cleaning earning for myself paying my own bills so I feel like I am proud of the version that I am hmm. because when I see my uh, even till date my mother pampering my brother because he does not even know how to make Maggie Maggie instant noodles <laughs> so I'm like mom do you think it's time for him and you to change? And mm. she's like, okay, come on. You were like that too when you were staying with us. Yeah, but you know, you allow yourself to grow. Because that's what needed to be in this country. And when I was moving here, I was like, okay, I have to do something big in this country or else I'm not, you know, going going back. Until date, I haven't visited India. I was like, once I get my permanent residency, that is when I will visit my parents and India again. Mm. So... So you think the real Saloni is in India and this is a different version of Saloni? Yeah, this is a different version and I would love to stay this way. But once in a while, I would love to go back to India, have my time where, you know, there is a lot of house help. My parents mm. are around pampering me. Princess. But yeah, <laughs> yes, but, <laughs> but I'm definitely, you know, I cannot be that way for my entire life now. Like this is, you know, how I've programmed myself and... Mm. Yeah, I would say I would prefer that once in a while, but this is who I am now. You prefer the the Saloni in Canada? Oh, yes, 100%. Not, mm. you know, being dependent on everyone, you know, carving your own way and path. Yeah, yeah you're amazing. So you mentioned that you got the PR. It, and I'm going to assume that you're planning to stay in Canada. Oh, yes, I am planning to stay in Canada, but I am not sure if this is my final destination. Mm. Maybe five years, ten years down the line, I, I, you know, might move to a new country. I'm not sure. Mm. Why would you think you want to move? So, because I want, I want my parents to be able to stay with me. Mm -hmm. And because this country is so cold for six months... I don't think they'll be able to bear the cold weather mm. and I don't want to put put them through this. So the decision of moving to a new country where the weather is more suitable for them. But let's see where that goes, whatever makes more sense at that time. Of course. I mean, you can move to Vancouver. It's so expensive. No, you're telling me, homie. <laughs> let's change up the topic a little bit. Let's talk about your... Uh, Instagram account. When and why did you start the Instagram account? Oh, so this was uh, during COVID. Mm. I had my job because it was considered an essential service. I still was doing, you know, my part-time job. And one day I was, you know, just going through Instagram in general to find, you know, answers to questions about Canada that I had. Because it was almost, you know, time to switch to a new program, like a second program. And 
I mean, I could have taken help of uh, YouTube, but I just wanted to see what resources were there on Instagram. I wasn't able to find answers to my questions. And I was like, okay, this is a gap in the market for sure. Because if I'm not able to find resources, because I was there on Instagram for almost two hours and not able to find anything of, you know, value. And I was like, okay, this is a gap. I always, you know, had this thing where I wanted to start something of my own, but actually cater to a niche and, you know, bridge that gap. And I was like, oh, I, that evening, you know, it was, there, there was this good sunset outside. And I asked my friend, I was like, do you mind coming with me and just, you know, shoot something for 30 seconds? I, I promise it won't take much of your time. And they were like, they were like, okay, let's go. And we didn't, I did not have a tripod or anything, but I had this iPhone of mine. I was like, you just hold the iPhone here. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. You don't move. <laughs> and that reel I created. And second day when I woke up, it had 100K views. Mm. And I was like, what? Is this like a glitch or something? That's amazing. And that journey started there. And then, yeah, there was no turning back then. Yeah. Do you write your own script on your reels? Oh, so as I said, I'm a team of one person. So I do the editing. I recently, I, you know, asked one of my cousins to help me with the editing, but he is in India. I am here. So to be able to, um, to be able to coordinate is a difficult task because when I'm awake, he's asleep. And when he's awake, I'm asleep. Yeah. hundred so, percent. Yeah. But other than that, everything is done on my own. So when you post like immigration information or whatever information that you're going to post, you make your own research. How do you make sure that it is accurate? And has it ever happened that you post something and it's actually inaccurate? Oh, so for, I'll answer the first question first. Of course. Um, yeah, I think the IRCC website, the mm. IRCC site, is like the Bible, you know, because whenever you refer to that, there are highly, there are hardly any chances, you know, for you to be able to go wrong. So I think I always, but there have been instances, you know, where I've heard that, oh, there's a new TR to PR stream coming. And you know, that creator inside me wants to create content as soon as possible. <laughs> and I'll just go and create content at that moment itself. And then I was, and the next day when I woke up, I realized, oh, this is not on the IRCC website. This is on a website very similar to IRCC. So you know how, you know, people want to create clickbait and stuff like that. Yeah. And then my followers like, are you sure? Where do you find this information? We cannot find it. Can you guide us? And I was like, I, you know, and I am very vocal about everything. If you have been, uh, been following my journey on Instagram I always try to uh, share moments which are not so good as well so that people know that not everything is going to be good and happy in Canada as an international student mm -hmm. so I you know publicly announced that oh this is this was the wrong information from my side apologies for that I try to do my best but sometimes I can go wrong too I'm a human and people were like we really appreciate you coming out in public and apologizing for something you did not do intentionally. So yeah, I have been wrong at times and that's okay, right? Of course, 100%. People make mistakes, man, all the time. That's how you grow. 
Yes. You know. So now, obviously, your Instagram account is very successful in, a, like you said, the niche that you created. However, there are other accounts as well that does the same thing now. And, of course, if you're in that niche, you pretty much post pretty much all the same thing, almost. Have you been accused of being a copycat? Oh, man. Okay. So when I started creating content like this, hmm. trust me, there were a very handful of few creators creating content about being an international student in Canada. So this guy from Germany, I had posted this reel that how I got my first field job in Canada. This guy did not even change the text, the colors, everything just replaced my face with his. No. About Germany. Wow. And then there were so many other people because trust me, four years back, there were very few creators in this niche. Mm -hmm. And I would used to get so mad and then text them, put them on my story that, okay, this is not the right thing to do. But then over time, I realized that you cannot do anything about it until Instagram came up with this meta verified thing right now. Mm. You mean so the I, blue sign? Yeah. So I had this list of people who were using my videos, like even my face. Oh, wow. So these fake accounts. So the day I got the, that meta verified, I post, I reported these accounts to Instagram. And guess what? Every All these accounts were taken down the next day. Wow, that's amazing. How yeah, did you get the blue the blue sign? Oh, so you pay for it. Oh. <laughs> you okay. do, yeah, yeah, you like pay uh, $20 per month for it. So there are two ways to get it. Mm. First of all, you can request for that and you know if Instagram thinks that it's if your account is prominent and you know if they think that you are eligible to get a blue tick, they will give it to you organically. Okay. But that takes like a lot of time. And the and the where you pay for it, this is like very instant. You you uh submit a proof of identity and then you pay for it. And there has been a lot of stuff around this, right? That if you should buy this blue tick or not. But I feel like my only intention to buy this was to take all the fake accounts down because these fake accounts were scamming people and taking money from them. 100% for sure. What do you think makes you a successful Instagram influencer, if you allow me to say that? Oh, I wouldn't say successful. I wouldn't say influencer. I've always wanted to be a content creator and create mm. something that provides value. You know, right now I haven't, if you have noticed, I haven't been coming up with a lot of content recently mm -hmm. because I don't know, it's become, as you said, there have been so many creators in this niche right now and everybody is, you know, maybe coming up with the same content and it's not a fault of ours because so right now this thing has come where, you know, H1B visa holders are given, given like permits in Canada. So it's not our fault, right? If this is the news, we are going to create content around the same news, all of us. So I feel like right now I'm rethinking my entire strategy and I I don't know, you know, how I can, I can make my account unique in this niche where, you know, there have been so many creators. But I think initially what, you know, gained a lot of traction on my account was I was speaking, you know, 
of the reality. So one day if I was fired from my job, I, you know, God forbid. <laughs> so I said this publicly that, okay, today I was fired. I am. So recently this really happened with me, not exactly fired, but I caught myself in a lot of company politics and I had a very toxic manager. Hmm. So, and I did not have any other job lined up, but I was like, okay, I have to keep my mental health before anything else. Right. I have to take care of my own self. And I was like, I had to leave that job. And it was, trust me, a very high paying job. Mm. But I, one day I was like, in, in a random meeting, I told my manager, this is not what I had signed up for. I don't see a future for myself in this company. Unfortunately, I'll have to say bye. Wow. That's... So this story I shared on my Instagram and I told people, you know, that there are not all moments that are going to be happy in Canada. Sometimes, you know, you mm -hmm. will have to go through, go through these hard moments to be able to be where you want to be next. So 100%. I think being my authentic self is one thing I would say has um, has kept my followers, kept my followers very happy. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, 100%. That's what you have. That's what you have that no one will ever have. You. Exactly. You know? Were you ever discouraged in creating this account or anything else? And if so, how did it affect your creativity? Oh, 100 times. Like, people have always been telling me, oh, you're kind of a TikToker. Sometimes you're just dancing in front of the camera <laughs> and stuff like that. But I was like, when I get these messages where, you know, I can share screenshots with you where people saying that, okay, we show your reels to these females who are showing my reels to their parents. And they're like, okay, even if this woman can do it, we can do it too. Please trust us. Mm. See how she's thriving there. And these messages, you know, make my day. And I'm like, okay, let's just, you know, stop myself let's not stop myself you know because of these one or two negative comments look let's look at the positive side and how i'm positively influencing other people's lives 100% what's your mom and dad's opinion on your instagram account what you're trying to accomplish oh they are more excited than you know me for my instagram account they will they, <laughs> they'll call me in the middle of the night and they're like okay we have some ideas why don't you try this on your instagram account no <laughs> <laughs> I would say that they are social media freaks. They love social media more than me. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Have you found your way to monetize the account? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I don't mind you asking at all. I have been getting a lot of uh, collaborations, like brand collaborations, which has allowed me to, you know, start a passive source of income for sure. Nice. But the one thing that I am facing a little difficulty in is there are these uh, Instagram accounts that are asking me to promote their services. Mm -hmm. But in real life, I would never pay for their services. So I, you know, have to say no to a lot of money sometimes, mm. which I feel is okay because I don't want to take names, but this tax um, company... They were charging people, they were charging international students like a uh, hundred, hundred and fifty bucks 
to file for their taxes. That's and expensive. I, I know, right? And when I was a student, I paid 50 bucks, 60 bucks. So, and they were, they were like, but we're going to pay you so much for creating content. I was like, no, I cannot do this to my audience because they really trust me, right? Yeah. You're going to ruin your credibility. Exactly. I and even about even credibility, but I just cannot play with anybody's trust. If they are putting that trust into me, I have to, you know, create something valuable for them. A hundred percent. When you post something, I see that you get like a hundred or thousand and even million views. Are the likes and the views addictive for you? Um at a point of time they are. I would say they definitely are. You get in this games of you know numbers and you know even in competition like oh this creator got so much this creator got so much and i you know went into that loophole i wouldn't you know uh i wouldn't say that i've never been in that competition Mm -hmm. but it's not good it's not providing any value to anybody anybody so i i have stopped for i i would refresh every minute oh how many views how many likes but now I'm trying to, you know, get away from that. I, I have, I, at the end of the day, I have this thing in my mind. I just have to provide value. Forget mm. numbers. I want to get out of that competition. Yeah, that's beautiful. But how do you do it? Like, do you meditate or do you pray to calm yourself or like find that peace that it's okay? Let it go. Yeah. Um, so I have, as you said, I've tried meditating and I think I'll have to work myself on myself more to be able to meditate because I close my eyes for two minutes. I'm like, it's been two hours now, enough of meditation for me. (laughs) So I think one thing I've started is I have started enrolling myself into different courses, Hmm. like short programs uh, about investing about even about digital marketing so i do the certifications whenever i have time i'm like i'm not going to scroll on instagram and see other creators accounts and how their content is performing i am go- in this extra time i'm going to utilize for myself and upskilling myself mm-hmm. that's beautiful what is the thing you are the most proudest of so far mm, i would say just taking that leap of faith and deciding to come to Canada because that was like a turning point. Mm. I wasn't, I think I wasn't fully even ready to move to this country, but I had, you know, already said that to my parents that I want to move. And I thought that, you know, they wouldn't support me and I'll be, I'll just be in India. But to my surprise, they fully supported me. And I was like, okay, now they're supporting me. I think I will have to move to Canada now. (laughs) You have no choice now. (laughs) Yeah, there's no turning back. So I think the leap of faith was the turning point in my life and I'm most proud about. Mm -hmm. What do you wish someone had told you about immigrating? Oh, definitely the point where, you know, I had to do two years of study to be able to be to be able to have three years of work permit because my program's fees was around $18,000. And I was like, okay, while working part-time, I need to save $18,000. So uh, I would have more, I would have been more prepared, but I don't regret it because that put me in a spot where I had to do some, it was like do or die situation. Mm. I'm glad I was able to save up by working hard 
and make and my parents were more proud about that even more than the decision of me to come here they were like if you didn't know about that and still you were able to pay that fees on your own they were they were very proud of me and that is one of the moments i saw tears in my parents eyes mm-hmm. do you think you're successful well it depends on your definition of successful but in my definition i think i've totally come out of my comfort zone done things that i would have never imagined i would and i'm definitely a better version of myself than i was 4 years back or i have been constantly improving i can see that self improvement and in that terms i would definitely say that i am a successful immigrant hells yeah dude you came here you don't even have have a house to stay at <laughs> and look at you now killing it well that's wild to hear right yeah i mean it should be uh, you know we recording this just after canada day and like i don't know about you but i'm really grateful to canada you know Oh dude I feel like I don't know I'm going to say something in Hindi which mm. you might not understand but I'll explain it to you after I say it Of course Yeah so India like Bharat meri janam bhumi hai and Canada meri karam bhumi hai so what that means is my birthplace is India but all the things that I have done the land is Canada where you know I have evolved I have improved so birthplace is India and all the good things great things that i want to achieve canada will always be the country that you know provided me a platform hells oh. yeah that's beautiful if you could do everything again would you immigrate earlier um i don't think so because i have put in a lot of research in this and i have spoken to a lot of people who came here after that 12th grade and for them sometimes you know people are very mature and they thrive but you know how it is after 12th grade right you are just young wild you want to do everything that is possible and then so i think i i would i think i've immigrated at the perfect time at least for myself mm-hmm. of course 100% i think we're getting there let's close it out with this question if you don't mind oh for sure i i really you know had such a great time i feel like we could go on for hours and hours but i'm sure you know you must have different commitments and it it is a holiday you want to spend family time as well of course let's close out with this question for people that is planning on immigrating or migrating what would you tell them to expect and what advice would you give them oh so if you think that you're going to come here uh party every day hang out with your friends go to different clubs bars restaurants let me tell you that that is not true there are going to be days when everything seems everything is going to seem very difficult you will have second thoughts about returning to your own country returning to your comfort zone but you have to fight all your demons just you know keep going that's what i say to all my even all my followers on instagram like just keep going that one moment where you know you have second thoughts just you know get past that because that's one moment you have to survive but if you keep going you are going to go to great heights and you're going to have a successful life or career in canada so don't give up keep going amazing before we close out any last remarks 
um i would just like to say that this was an amazing podcast i was able to i went on a flashback journey hmm. and yeah you're doing amazing work keep going thank you i really appreciate that saloni i again thank you so much for coming to the podcast i really do appreciate it thank you so much and lo- i love your indian background like i <laughs> i noticed it earlier i just forgot to mention of course i appreciate that you did <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. And yeah, you, let's keep in touch. Of course, you too. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you again Saloni for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you listeners for listening. This is Andel Yosa for an Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>